0: and welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast and welcome back to the Growing Gratitude series where we are growing some gratitude this season. I want to especially welcome you to episode 192, Your Word Creates Your World. Y'all have heard me say this and we are gonna talk about it in a new perspective, specifically from gratitude because gratitude is magic. And you can use this magic like Harry Potter casts a spell. And so I want you to recognize uh, how important your word, what falls out of your mouth is. And I specifically, if this happens to be the first episode of the Growing Gratitude series that you're listening to, you might want to head over to last Friday's episode, which was called What to Do When You're Stuck in a Funk. Because a lot of people want to get to gratitude, but they have a lot of funk in their way, a lot of gunk in their way. And so, That is important to listen to. And then this episode is still building up to gratitude because just because I showed you, um, you know, or you took a look at what you're angry about, what you're sad about, what you're pissed about, just because you took a look at it doesn't mean it's all out of the way yet. And so it's very likely that um, what is in your way, you are constantly speaking it. So I want you to become more responsible with your language and your word and the way that you speak and what you put out into the world. Because if each word, I mean, just think about me talking at you at this podcast right now in this podcast episode, each word that comes out is going into your ears. So I'm sending you something. So I'm, whether it's energetically, vibrationally, or physically, right? If this word took form and and touched you, you would be impacted by it. And so your word impacts your world. It impacts you and your relationships and the people around you and your job. Like it really affects everything. So I will always take any opportunity I can to to explain the absolute and utter importance of the way that you speak and of language. And man, guys, just think about how many people love language, like all the poets. And I love the spoken word. It's so powerful. If you could take a look at the way that people absolutely um, respect the word, I want you to consider how you might not respect the spoken word. And this will show up. I listen to people when they come on their first calls and listen for the way that their world is the way it is because of the way they speak. There's so much in that. And it also, the way that people speak often says a lot about the way that they were brought up and the belief systems that they have. And I want to start by constantly inviting you back into listening to yourself speak. If you did, so this is actually what tends to happen on coaching calls. I am simply as a coach, I am a mirror for people. So when they come to my call and they're saying the same things week after week, or they're blaming the same people week after week or um, complaining and just griping or big one is negative self-talking for weeks in a row. They really see it because I reflect it. I'm like, is this what you mean? Or is that what you meant? Is is that how you feel? And they're like, no, that's not how I fall. I'm like, that's what you said. And they're like, well, that's not what I meant. And I go, but that's what you're saying. And that's what people are hearing. And that's what you're hearing yourself say. And so we have to become much more intentional about what comes out of our mouth. And so people often experience me as their coach, as like the word police, I get very rigorous about the way that people speak and often invite them into new languaging and um, new perspectives. Obviously, the new perspectives match the new language, and the new language matches the new perspectives. And some might argue that this is just a game of semantics, a half dozen of something or six of the other, like it's the same thing. However, different words have different connotations. I'll give you an example that I think would be beneficial because I also think that you could take this into your world. I am not a fan of the use of the word retarded. I understand that it is used to describe someone who has a mental disability or a learning disability, and so I use the word retarded when it is appropriate in the context of the conversation, and also it is constantly misused out of context. And so as a teacher, when a kid would go, oh, that's retarded, and I would stop, I would literally take the time to stop the class. I only ever had to do this about once per Class, because everybody got it the first time they heard it. Which is, I would say, all right, Johnny. You chose to use the word retarded, and you're talking about a homework assignment. And so, what did you actually mean to say? Like, what what other words could you use to express what you feel? Well, this is stupid. This is a waste of time. I don't like this. Um, this is pointless. And and so I would go on to say. Okay, well, the actual word retarded means, you know, someone who's mentally retarded. And so if there were someone in this class who were labeled mentally retarded or they have someone at home who is labeled mentally retarded, then what you just said that that person is dumb or you don't like them or it's a waste of time or it's stupid Is that the message that you'd like to send to someone in this classroom who may be mentally retarded or know someone who is? They're like, well, no, that's not what I meant. And I go, I understand that's not what you meant. And do you think that you can select your words more carefully and more responsibly to communicate what you'd actually like to communicate? Because my guess is that you don't actually dislike someone who might be uh, labeled mentally retarded. They're like, no, I have I have nothing against people who are that. And I said, well, and so would you want them to believe that you think that about them? And I oh, don't know. You know, so I, I would continue. I'd really make sure that the the message was received before ever moving on with the class. And it was all, like I said, it was usually very well received, not only by that person, but by the people around them. And so you are saying things that make people feel a certain way. And there's there, there's one that I want to be specific about, because I think we all do this um, before we really take on transformation fully is people will say, I'm an idiot. I'm retarded. I'm so stupid. I fucked up. I'm a fuck up. I'm a failure. Um, oh, I can't believe I fucking did that again. Right. Like, and I'm being pretty censored, even though I'm dropping the F-bomb, but like, we are mean, we are mean to ourselves and we are mean to ourselves out loud. Or we talk about other people that way, that fucking idiot person, asshole, shithead, chip back, right? Like we just go for it. And is that the way you want to speak about someone or yourself. It se- it shows a, a self-criticism that shows a low self-worth, or it may show the way that you were brought up to talk to people and about people. And words obviously have energy behind them, and they send a message that you may not know you're sending. So part of my job with coaching is to reflect the way that people communicate and a big part about is—is is do you do you realize that you say this thing this way, or do you realize that you have this speaking pattern? And often people really don't know that they do. So that's why I felt really um, called to share this episode, that your words create your world, because you are not very present to the words that actually come out of your mouth. Now, a good way to do this, it's very simple. I'm going to give you my athlete mentality, is I when I wanted to get better at basketball, I watched my games. I watched myself play. If I need to get better at speaking, I ask people to hold me accountable who will. I will also record myself speaking. Now, I'm a professional speaker. I've gotten a lot better at it over time. However, I was not always perfect, and I did have speaking patterns reflected to me that I've shifted over the years, and they have made my speaking so much more powerful. I'll give you a four example because I think this one's pretty, you, you might notice it about me or um, you notice that I don't do it. And my speaking is more powerful because of it. That was a first weekend of my coach training program. Uh, one of the leader coaches, she reflected to me. She goes, do you realize that you say the same thing three times? In other words, you say it three times in a row, but you might change how you say it, meaning giving different examples, You're but you're making the same point three times. And I was like, uh, no, I, I really didn't know that I do that. Thank you. And then I proceeded to do that <laughs> because I did it. It was so subtle and subconscious. Once I recognized the pattern, I would then catch myself doing it. And then I started to look at like, where did that come from? And it came from feeling unlovable. It came from two things, feeling unlovable and then also my being a teacher or teacher training. Because I learned that people need to hear things seven times before it sinks in for them. Seven times, y'all, you need to hear something. I just did it. I just repeated myself three times to make my point, right? (laughs) So there you have it. It's still ingrained and I still do my best to not have that happen. But we need something repeated seven times. That's what I learned. And so that's what I picked up on. And I repeat things three times to really let them sink in. Now, in my level of speaking now, I purposely choose when I will repeat something, meaning I probably want the group, if I'm giving a talk, I probably want them to take a note at that point, or I want that to really resonate and I don't want to skip past it, right? So I, I'm very selective about when I use that habit now, but I was using it so frequently that it took me about three times as long to say something and make my point, which is fabulous because I actually, the 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 idea that I have, you know, we're on episode 192 meaning I have half of these episodes. What is that? Oh my God, 80 something, 85. Um, 85 episodes of a 15 minute talk. That's fabulous because I don't have to triple my conversation to make my point. So notice your speaking patterns, have your speaking patterns reflected to you. Be willing to accept that open um, reflection or maybe criticism or feedback or or, um, correction, right? And so number one, be open to it. And two is watch yourself, become a more responsible speaker, slow down, catch yourself and stop the pattern where it's at. One other thing, like I was just sharing, is that your language will also reflect your belief patterns. So, my need to speak uh, repetitively, and another one, I used to speak, you guys, I used to speak even faster than I already do, <laughs> which it can be crazy to believe. I know. I would speak so fast because I had that belief that, like, I'm unlovable. And as a consequence, I also used to believe I'm annoying. And so I would speak really fast as to get my point out before someone got annoyed with me and stopped paying attention to me. And so my patterning, my words, and my pace reflected the belief about myself, unworthy, unlovable, undeserving, uh, annoying. And so I see that when people speak, and I invite you to ask yourself, like, how does the way that I speak about myself in my life and the patterns that I speak from, how do those reflect how I view myself, right? Right. Again, unlovable is a big one, but there are so many different belief systems, and I will be able to identify those with clients. Like One subtle one was a, a, I have a client who grew up in an abusive household, in a very dysfunctional household, and she learned that you can say mean things as long as you say nice things after. Or apologize. And that is not an effective strategy, right? People stop hanging out with those kinds of people because it doesn't show that you mean your apology. It just means you think you can be an asshole and then just be like, oh, I'm sorry. And that really is manipulative and toxic. And so you got to look at the way that you were raised and what that might also equate into how you think and speak. And then I'm just taking a quick look over my notes because I wanted to um, shift this over one more uh speaking pattern i want to reflect is saying need to have to gotta supposed to should those are all the language of a victim you will not hear someone who feels at choice about their life use those words frequently i gotta i have to i'm supposed to should right like it's just a mopey and victimy conversation and then The leaders of their lives, people who are in charge and at choice, use words like, I choose to, I want to, I get to, I will, I am. And it's just so much more power and decision packed into that language. And so notice when you're in the victim role and you're feeling like you're being made to do something, like you aren't the leader and creator of your life, that shows more than just your language, right? It shows the position you put yourself in your life and the authority or lack of authority that you have. And then I want to lastly shift this into a gratitude conversation because what on earth? Like how, where, what? (laughs) And gratitude is an opportunity to actively switch the conversation, the language of your life. It's also the, the, the switching the lens and focus, meaning people speak into their reality. Oh, my life is so hard. Life sucks. I'm broke. I'm irresponsible i'm lazy i'm selfish and even if it's not out loud if your inner dialogue says that you still your language your word creates your world that's why people choose to actively like force themselves to take on gratitude because it forcefully shifts the language now i want you to know like i said in the last episode is that gratitude is a natural state of being it's as easy as breathing it's as natural as breathing And sometimes we have been so conditioned to speak negatively that we are not tapped into our natural state of gratitude. And so it will take a more forced or intentional shift out of negative speak into positive speak. And gratitude is a great place to start. And one of my favorite hacks is to just say, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Like if you had just if you just let that run on repeat in your brain and out loud, you're literally pushing out and away the other negative dialogue because if your mouth and brain are saying thank you think you thank you thank you think 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 guess what you can't be saying i'm an idiot and i'm an asshole and i fucked up and i dropped the ball and i'm too lame and i'm not pretty and i'm overweight and i'm unhealthy and i'm failing in life and i i'll never get the job and i'll never get the chance and i'll never get the husband right like if you swap those out for thank you 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 think you think you think you think you think you you might notice a shift and you might notice where you resist being grateful And what there might also be to move out of your way. So, this is today's episode of Growing Gratitude. I am having a lot of fun. I can't believe that it has taken me 190 episodes to get to the gratitude series, (laughs) but I am very grateful that we are here right now. So start shouting out thank you. Start expressing your gratitude. Start taking a look at what you're grateful for and maybe what can exit your life, what has permission to leave now that you are a grateful human being. I love you. I thank you for being on the Hearts Unleashed podcast where we Are turning dreamers into doers. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.